ideas and new technology are causing seismic shifts in the media industry. Where are we headed? What does it mean? Keep listening. Media strategist Gabriella Mirabelli talks with the brightest minds in entertainment and business. Meet the innovators, the risk takers, and the disruptors on the front lines of change from Hollywood, Wall Street, Silicon Valley, and beyond. The future is coming to a screen near you. Are you ready? This is the Up Next podcast with Gabriella Mirabelli. Welcome to Up Next. I'm your host, Gabriella Mirabelli. My guests today are Samuel Stabler, an assistant professor of marketing at Tilburg University in the Netherlands, and Alexander Edeling, an associate professor of marketing at KU Leuven in Belgium. Samuel's research interests and expertise focus on brand management and marketing finance involving large databases and advanced statistical analyses. Alexander works on quantitative marketing topics at the intersection of marketing and finance, as well as social media and influencer marketing. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank, Thank you. you for It's a great pleasure to be here, Gabriela. There have been a lot of layoffs in the news recently. Google, Amazon, Citigroup, BlackRock, they're among those that announced layoffs in this new year. There are some common beliefs about layoffs and their short and long-term impacts on a company, but nobody's really looked at how a brand communicates the, about the layoffs and how that affects the brand until... You too, as well as your colleagues who investigated this issue, and you published your results in the International Journal of Research and Marketing, and it's this research that we'll be discussing today. So first, to make sure listeners are all on the same page, I want to clarify a few things. First of all, your research really has to do with layoffs and not brand crises like product failures or service outages. What makes a layoff distinct from that kind of event? That's a very important question that we need to clarify First of all, if you're totally right, layoffs are happening a lot these days, and it makes it really important to, to be investigated. And layoffs differ a lot from other types of crises that have been studied previously. The majority of crises have focused on problems that relate to products, such as when food contains harmful elements or when cars face safety issues with their airbags and their brakes. That's what we call uh, a typical brand crisis, mm -hmm. product harm crisis. Layoffs are very different from these crises. Layoffs affect employees directly, but there's not a direct tangible impact on consumers. Layoffs do not directly affect the consumer's utility. Clearly, a product harm issue signals a loss in product quality. You may die if you eat yogurt that contains glass splitters. Layoffs, however, are mostly unrelated to a product's quality. And that's what, 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 what makes it a bit more challenging. Would the firing of OpenAI's CEO be considered more like a layoff or a brand crisis? When you talk about corporate layoffs, we usually talk about a situation where um, a significant number of employees are dismissed, basically. Okay. It's the reduction of a company's workforce and typically involves a large number of people. That's okay. what we investigated in our study. Okay. So the things that would really differentiate it from a brand crisis is the direct impact to consumers. But is there an element also of planning you know. Yes, absolutely. What sets okay. layoffs apart actually also from other crises is that they represent a strategic decision made by a firm. So unlike other crises where firms often need to react spontaneously, layoffs afford companies a certain degree of control over the timing and 
also the communication of the decision. So companies can can decide when they want to communicate a layoff, and this makes it a bit more strategic. Right. And also you have to, you own it a bit more, I suppose, the the way the Absolutely. consumer views it. Now to catch everyone up on the lay of the land, when you started your work, you know, prior to your research, can you share what researchers who specialize in layoffs already know about the impact of layoffs and what they mean when they say that downsizing events are triumphs of short termism? What does that mean and why do they say it? Right. So, of course, this domain has been researched before, mostly with respect to short-term financial performance. So there have been various research studies that use so-called event studies. So where you take the event of a layoff and see how the stock price of the company evolves over the next few days. And what this research has actually shown is that we don't really know whether it has a positive or negative impact on the firm stock price. So there are some studies that have a negative abnormal return, others with a positive abnormal return. So some mixed findings in uh, this domain still. Many managers, of course, think, okay, it's a way to cut costs quickly. And that's why it's called a triumph of short-termism, that you are able to cut costs by reducing the workforce. In the long run, however, there might be negative consequences of it. And that's more what we are looking Mm -hmm. at. I'm looking at consumer perceptions and we're looking at the brand. And the brand per se is something that is a long-term marketing asset with future consequences for the company. Right. And also prior to your work, generally speaking, what were the levers that a business seemed to reach for when they wanted to moderate any potentially detrimental effects? To avoid a negative impact on employees, a lot of companies try to offer fair and and comprehensive severance packages. So this includes not only financial compensation, but also benefits and other support mechanisms. But with regard to consumers, there are less studies. And and in general, these studies have investigated levers that are not very actionable from, from a managerial perspective. For example, these studies find that large layoffs have a stronger negative impact on consumers, well, that's something I would have expected, right? Mm. And they also indicate that the amount of negative media coverage surrounding the layoff determines the negative consequences. So the media also plays an important role in shaping the perception of the society. Some other studies found that consumers may consider layoffs as more justified and less unfair if the layoffs are reactive as a result of a decline in demand or a medical crisis instead of proactive layoffs. So there are some, some levers but um, they are not very actionable in a way that managers can change or diminish the negative impact immediately. Right. And so your research had two hypotheses. First, how do corporate layoff announcements affect consumer brand strength over time? And second, how do different types of communications by the brand affect the relationship between the layoff announcements and brand strength? First, are consumers really even aware of layoff announcements? I mean, does the information really register if it isn't their workplace or industry? 
Yeah, exactly. That's what you need to make sure in the first place that people are aware of layoffs. And that's why we did some pre-studies. And what we first did, we looked at social media, so at Twitter data, and evaluate whether consumers, Twitter users actually talk about layoffs in their posts and their conversations. And we found, yes, that's actually the case surrounding layoffs by companies. So that was a first indication. Obviously, people are aware of it, even if they are not directly related to the company, being an employee that is fired or being a, a customer of the company. And then we did an additional pre-study where we took one specific layoff announcement by Tesla in June 2022 and surveyed people right after this layoff and asked them whether they are able to recall a brand or a company that reduced their workforce in the, in the few days before this, this survey. And what we found it was that both unaided and aided recall plus recognition were highest for Tesla compared to, to other manufacturers or car companies. So obviously people were able to recall that Tesla had this layoff a few days before. So that were the pre-tests. And then we also looked at our main data set where brand communication awareness next to brand strength, which was our main variable in the, in the main model or in the main study. Um, we, we saw that the brand communication awareness increases after the layoff event. So obviously, people are more aware of something happening with the brand surrounding the layoff. We work together with the market research company YouGov. And among other questions, YouGov asks consumers actually on a daily basis whether they have heard anything negative about a brand. And we can actually show that after layoffs have been communicated in the media, consumers indicate to have heard something negative about the brand. So we clearly indicate an, an increase in, in awareness. You decided to look at cumulative brand strength. Why was that your measure? Yeah, so actually managers want to know whether a brand suffers from layoffs also in the long run. If consumers forget about the layoff after one or two days, a manager would not need to worry too much about the negative image effects. Okay. So we are more interested in the long-term impact. So we study the immediate impact, but we also study the long-term impact and determine how long it takes until consumer process the news and how long we can find a decline in, in, in brand image and in, in brand health. And I think that's that's what matters to, to managers today. Right. Now, so what types of communications did you evaluate? There are obviously many different ways in which a, a brand can touch consumers. So what were the buckets of communication that you evaluated? Yeah, that's a super interesting question. So parallel to the communication of a layoff, firms constantly send other messages to consumers. And in this study, we actually investigate a wide range of different communication efforts. For example, we investigate how advertising messages impact consumers if the firm announces layoffs at the same time. Mm -hmm. So what would you think about the firm that fires thousands of employees but advertises heavily at the same time? Is that just television advertising or is that all forms of advertising? Your 360 campaigns, you're going on social, all of that. It, what, what 
fell into advertising bucket. We capture advertising intensity. So we capture the advertising expenditures in different channels. Mostly we capture TV advertising, but also out of home advertising. And we take these expenditures to see how this may interact with the announcement of the layoff itself. And consumers actually know that advertising is costly and layoff announcements signal cost-cutting activities. And this contradiction may make consumers angry. And that's the reason why we believe it's very interesting to, to investigate how advertising intensifies or maybe buffers the negative effect of, of layoffs. But besides communicating typical advertising messages, firms could also invest into, let's say, corporate social responsibility and give something back to the society. There are also other types of communications firms can communicate with their customers on social media. They can launch messages and news on their PR websites. And we investigate all of these different types of communication efforts in our study. Wonderful. And for which kind of brands and which countries were you looking when you, you dove in and looked at this? Yeah. On this study, we cover a wide range of very different B2C business to consumer brands. This covers firms that produce durable goods, non-durable goods, services, and uh, the retailing industries. Thus, basically, we capture the universe of brands, including all popular firms such as Coca-Cola, Walmart, Apple, Ford's. And oh, wow. like. very, very broad. And it, and were you looking at several different countries or was it? Yeah, so in our empirical setting, we focus on, on Germany. However, we claim generalizability among European countries. Okay, I, that, was where I, that was where I was going with it. Can we generalize? Mm -hmm. So there are several theories that underpin what you expected you would find. Balance theory was one. Can you explain what balance theory is and what one might expect to find in the context of layoff announcements and other communications given balance theory? Sure. Balance theory means that people strive for a certain mental balance within their, within their minds, right? And if there is this layoff announcement, this balance might not be given any longer because maybe you said you thought earlier okay coca-cola is a nice brand and then you perceive okay they are laying off 10,000 employees this whole system gets out of control yeah, out of balance it's actually a, quite an old theory uh, going back to Heider uh, right after the war he came up with this and People need to restore balance. And one way to restore balance is to say, well, I don't like the brand any longer, because then you have this negative event of the layoff announcement, which which is somehow negatively balanced and or has a, has a negative connotation. And the person might say, well, then I start not liking the company anymore. And then you have a negative relationship to the layoff announcement and you have a negative relationship to the company and then balance is restored. So that's one theory that we use to argue why consumers actually have more negative or have, have uh, negative brand perceptions after such a layoff event happens. And you also mentioned social relationship theory. What is what is that, and and what how might that play? It, it's closely connected, actually, but it's more that you as an individual have a certain relationship with a company 
similar to a, relation, a relationship that you would have to another person. Right? So if you're a frequent buyer of PNG products, for example, you really do have a certain relationship to Pampers maybe. And if PNG then decides to have such a layoff, this whole relationship is threatened a little bit like a relationship would be threatened if another person did something really negative, like got divorced or so. And I see. That's the idea of this social relationship theory. We also use a third theory, which is this information economic economics perspective, where we say firms are signaling something with their activities. And you can say there are three different kinds of products. There are search experience and credence goods. And quite often you are, as a consumer, making use of signals from the firm because you are not able to evaluate the quality of a product before you actually purchase it. Take something like a restaurant visit. You do not really know the food quality beforehand. And then if you receive such a negative signal, such as a layoff, you might perceive that the quality of the product or the service is not going to be as good as it would have been if this layoff hadn't happened. So that are uh, three So you're using it almost as a proxy for quality, for goodness. So that Absolutely. Absolutely okay. because yeah, as I said, very often you're not able to evaluate quality beforehand and then you see this this signal and perceive this signal and then of course one interpretation could be okay, this firm is not able to invest into product quality because for example, they are dismissing or laying off employees in the quarter product quality department, for example. Right. Okay. So we've set all of the groundwork, all the different moving parts, and we're going to skip all of the math and the hard work. What did you find? Can you give us the headlines? Did layoff announcements have an impact on cumulative brand strength? Yes, we find that consumers respond very negatively to layoffs, not only in the short run, but also in the long run. Over time, a firm loses nearly 20% of their previous brand strengths, brand health, and we find that an effect on brands, we find an effect on brand strengths on average for seven weeks, but for some firms, this may take an entire year to recover. Wow. So 20% down can go from seven weeks to a full year. Was it a straight line or is the impact more pronounced in industries that tend to be disliked by consumers? I'm thinking maybe my cable company lays off people. I hate my cable company already. They do something I don't like. Is it worse or is it not as bad because I already dislike them. What was the relationship? So we do do not find a significant difference across these different industries, but we do show that the type of communication that the company uses matters. So it depends on what kind of additional messages a company sends to uh, consumers. And most interestingly, our findings reveal a significant incongruence between high advertising intensities and layoffs. 
So rather than mitigating the negative impact on, on, on trans strengths, high advertising expenditures further increase the negative impact on consumers. So as a marketing professor, I often encounter situations where marketeers try to justify advertising budgets. However, in the context of layoffs, substantial advertising expenditures appear to have a counterproductive effect. So it's good companies are silent with regard to advertising. So if you have a if you have a big layoff, maybe that's the year you don't advertise in the Super Bowl when everybody knows it costs a lot of money, even if because the timing is just going to be no good. Absolutely. And the same applies to communication on, on social media. Imagine a situation in which a firm conducts a significant layoffs, but keeps posting standard messages on social media. This may make consumers angry. In addition, it might give consumers the room to complain about the layoff. And that's how negative online firestorms occur. And in addition, um, classical TV advertising and messages on social media are associated with entertainment, but entertainment and layoffs do not go along well. Right. I imagine that some communications are going to be changed when layoffs happen anyway. Did you notice that the nature of the communication itself made a difference, the way they communicated? That is something, that is something we, we did not explore in detail. Uh, that okay. We didn't look at the type of communication before, during and after. We just looked, for example, regarding advertising at the at the intensity, right? So that was our and and here we found what Samuel just uh, referred to. So that's obviously very interesting for further research to see how do firms actually adapt their communication advertising, for example, but also social media communication during layoffs. And yeah, so we were rather really interested in communication that is also not directly related. I see. To the- so it's it's not the actual layoff announcement per se. This is the ancillary communications you're doing anyway as a matter of course yeah. as part of your business. So I'm a brand manager and I've heard this interview and I say, okay, I'm going to pull back on my advertising. What is the timing? Does it matter if I'm advertising You know, a week before the announcement? Do any before the announcements? Is there a drag after? Is it just during the announcement? Is it a few days? Is it a, a week? What kind of tamp down the other spending? What's the, the time frame I should think about? This is a very good question. What we find in our study is that effects are most detrimental, most negative. If a company advertises a lot in the same week of the layoff announcement. So it's okay if, if companies start advertising a couple of weeks after the layoff announcement, but not in the same week surrounding the layoff announcement itself. But maybe to also get back to, to the question that you had before with regard to the content, fortunately, we find one conditions under which managers can actually diminish the negative effect of layoffs if firms communicate messages, if they communicate corporate social responsibility initiatives. So when companies engage in environmental or educational initiatives, consumers may perceive that the firm is actually contributing to the society. And this can create an impression that company holds good values, potentially influencing the understanding that any layoffs were necessary. So CSR actually helps to diminish the negative consequences. That's interesting because I would wonder 
if we think again about the choice and the spending, I see it as the I see how this would play into balance theory and social relationship theory in that they're good folks. They they do good. But the economics piece, they're still spending this money, then they they let these people go. But it it's any kind of CSR message. It just is reminding people, hey, we're good. Is that the sort of why it works? I think consumers think really in these in these stakeholders and of course one important stakeholder group, the employees are hurt via layoffs, but then there's another important stakeholder group and that's just the, the wider population, communities, the environment. And here the company does something good. And I think balance theory is really the theory that plays the largest role here. The old system is, is out of balance because the stakeholder group employees are heard and the consumer then takes the other stakeholder group, communicate communities to kind of get back into balance. Mm-hmm. That's probably what is what is happening on the consumer side. Okay. I have a this is a, a bit off point, this question. In early January, a DC based unicorn, which has had several layoffs over the past year, they the CEO posted a personal pics of a lavish wedding on LinkedIn the same day that the layoffs were announced. So it was a CEO. It's not a corporate communication, but it felt very Marie Antoinette, let them eat cake, look at me having a great time while I've just laid off all these people and it's on LinkedIn. Does Do people link CEOs' personal behavior with brand choices and actions in a situation like this? Absolutely, absolutely. It it may backfire, actually. So I have also a related project in which I look into CEO scandals. So if if CEOs are involved in in, an unethical behavior in their private life and how this impacts the image of a company, and we do see that people are able to transfer a negative image of of a ceo to the to the image of a firm in particular if the ceo is very popular if you know the ceo so it it might backfire that person should maybe Um, have had their comms team pull them back don't post that (laughs) i know you mentioned that you could generalize culturally but you were looking at b2c what about in in business to business companies b2b does the information economics of the b2b purchaser does that feed into this well of course some of our companies also have a b2b business and if you take banks for example they have of course a big consumer business but also a big business business or b2b business so that's where you could say well uh, there's some b2b already in our data mm-hmm. and if you take manufacturers who are mostly focusing on yeah business clients i would say for them obviously the the image of the broader population and that's what we are looking at here is less relevant right? Right. often these companies are not even well known among ordinary consumers so here it's again interesting to 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 see what the, how the results would look like if yeah we we replicated it among pure b2b players right still i i would say the the general mechanisms should also hold right and I mean, you still have a human purchaser absolutely we all know from 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 lots of b2b research that at the end it's purchasers and they are they also people and that are also people that 
listen to the news and uh, are also affected by what is happening in the media. So yes, again, would be interesting to look at that in detail in, 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 in future research. But in general, I would say that the results should hold for B2B companies as well. Going back to the length of the impact, seven weeks to one year, that's a pretty broad time frame. Was there anything that you saw, obviously not causal, but some sort of correlation with who who had the negative impact last the full year? What what were what did those things have? What what was related to that? Yes, uh, that's also a very good question. So, of course, apart from the firm communication that we investigated, we have a lot of further variables that we investigated. So we find that, for example, small companies are more likely to suffer from negative consequences. So if companies have a strong brand, a strong brand protects companies from the negative consequences of layoffs. Mm. Whereas for small brands, we find a stronger cumulative effect. So the cumulative effect actually takes into consideration consideration, the length and the duration, okay. and also the, the magnitude, how strong the negative effect is. So we also have a couple of firms in our sample that only have an immediate impact on brand strengths just within one week, and that's it. So the average the average time it takes to recover is seven weeks, but it may last from two weeks up to, to an entire year. Wow. This has been really interesting. Certainly, if you are planning a layoff, you know in advance. And so you can plan your your other advertising campaigns. You can ramp up that CSR message. You can pull back on some of that other messaging. Is there any other piece of information that you want marketing managers, brand managers listening to think about? Well, I think what's important is that marketing should have a have, have a seat at the table. Marketing is important and should also be represented within company boards. And the layoff decision itself is something that's probably more done by CEOs and CFOs. And, and CEOs do not seem to be the natural people that should be involved in there. And our study shows that they should be involved because ah. you really change the perception of these layoffs depending on how you design your communication activities or how, how you invest into different instruments. So that's probably the, the message mm -hmm. to top executives out there. Take marketing serious when it comes to such a serious firm decision. Right. Thank you so much for your time and for doing the research. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Gabba. We've reached the end of another episode of Up Next. I'd like to close by thanking our production team at Up Next, my friend Rob Naughton, the voice search for Coded Our Open, and of course, all of you, the members of our audience. Thank you. I'll be talking to you again next time right here on Up Next.